0: From the Hill Country in Texas, broadcasting worldwide, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, a very pleasant good morning to you. This is Patrick Timpone, and this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Good to have you here. And uh, we got a little rain here yesterday. Yay! It's been a very, very dry uh, summer here in Dripping Springs, Texas, wherever you are. Hope you're getting the Rain Angels, to visit you. It's the 18th of October, 2022. We have a lot to talk about this morning. You'll meet uh, two very cool guests, uh, Don Lester and David Parker in just a minute. They're in the green room, but they don't look green. Nope, it's not easy being green. And uh, they're, we, they, we had them on the show before. And they're um, where do you hear some of the things we'll talk about? We have many new people here uh, every week on Radio Network. Thanks for finding us. I don't know how that works. Even Google will find us sometime. A little bit later on this morning, we're going to talk to Libby Stewart. Uh, Miss Stewart has been doing a great deal of research on this thing called marijuana, also known as cannabis, also known as when we were kids, we called it wacky tobacco. And, and she... She says, you know, all this talk about, you know, this stuff is really not addictive and, you know, it's, a, it's pretty safe and all that. And she says, I don't think so. So, we're going to talk about that. So, there you have it. Our phone number, if you care to join us, 888 The email is patrick at oneradionetwork.com. And email questions and questions. Uh, comments and call if you want and on the screen right now is the lovely and talented don lester and the also equally lovely and talented david parker uh, <laughs> who wrote the book uh, what really makes you ill and it's uh whatever you thought it was uh true or about disease was wrong good morning well good afternoon from harfester harfester how do you say it Harf- Harf- Harfordshire? harfester yeah Harfordshire. harfester england good afternoon to you how are things Thanks. there they're very good. It's um, it's
1: a
2: sunny day. A
0: sunny day, yeah, which what, is pretty good
1: for us in uh, October. <laughs> so, uh, normally it's just raining by this time of the year, but it's uh, it's a nice sunny day. So
0: unusual. Lovely. Have you all have you all got over mourning the Queen Mum going? Um,
1: <laughs> not really
0: a thing, actually. But uh, maybe mm. maybe the less said about that, the better. <laughs> Probably so. All kinds of rumors going around about old Charlie and what he's up to. You know, oh my goodness, you think some of them are true? Well, the whole of the uh, the whole of the sort
1: of Windsors, to give them their yeah. family name, um, have been sort of uh, going into one scandal after another with uh, yeah. Uh, prince okay. andrew and all of them so there's lots of scandals around that family and has been for quite a long time
0: a lot of scandals so uh, that in includes <laughs> Philip, so, and i've been to talking say, about, a, excuse me i've been talking to more and more of the uh, um uh the money people around the world since all this crazy stuff going on and i hear that uh, windsor the whole this whole thing that they have a whole lot more power than i've ever imagined you know i didn't I thought they were yeah. just a ceremonial kind of thing, but that's not true, really. They're pretty uh, powerful. Huh? There is.
1: I mean, theres uh, it's a whole network through all of the so-called royal families across the whole world, particularly ah. across Europe. Ah. And uh, the Windsors, uh, as you know, they're German. Their origin is German. Mm. Um, Win- Windsor was an, in- was an invented name. During the First World War, because their German name obviously was not very popular, mm. as uh, Britain was at war with Germany. Um, but yes, they're all interlinked across all of Europe, and uh, they wield a lot of power. Yeah, extremely rich.
0: Extreme, yeah, but it's very all rich.
1: done behind the scenes, of course. <laughs> very all done rich. behind the scenes.
0: <laughs> very rich. Yeah. Well, we sure yeah. have been hearing a lot of uh, pretty curious stories, uh, Don and David, about some of the issues that could be coming up with Europe. The banking system, and then the the energy and the pipeline and the whole thing. So, yeah. Do, you th- yeah. do you think you all are in for some challenging times there in the UK in the EU? Well, you're not in the uh, EU, but in, in the not UK, not anymore. No. Well,
2: it, we're still part of Europe, but not the EU. I mean, right. It's, right. Um, these are technicalities, and I think, to be honest, they are not as meaningful as some people think they are.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, and, cause, and of cause course, we know
2: who's in charge. you're in charge, kind of across just all countries, so it's not, um, you know, we don't have the sort of sovereignty that some people think we have in each country, so, you know, they are all interconnected.
0: Yeah.
1: But the thing is, of course, and this is probably something that we're going to get into a little later as we're talking about the nature of reality Mm -hmm. and who is in charge of our reality, and it's a case of uh, what do we believe is going to happen? What is it we truly want to happen? And uh, And
2: what we fear is going to happen. uh, Yeah. Yeah. We shouldn't be drawn into fear.
1: Yeah, And because these things do create um, the reality we then experience. And that, for anyone who's new to the true nature of reality, that may sound a very bizarre thing to say, but I'm sure we'll be able to explain
0: more about the philosophy. So let's get to it. We'll dig into it. So this is really, you all were, uh, you all, we say that in Texas, sorry, you all. Uh, I, I read on your website where you're, Uh, fields of accountancy and electrical engineering what's accountancy what is accountancy
2: well it's just dealing with people's um business affairs and you know filling in forms and oh it's
0: just another word for accountant i see i didn't i've never heard that term before accountancy okay oh okay yeah so your numbers your numbers guys and girls
2: well i I was, but again uh, was pulse tense moved into words, moved out of uh, numeracy, moved into literacy so,
0: mm-hmm. so w- you both began studying and writing about this nature of reality of what is and how this all works before you you did your kind of landmark book, which is extremely popular, what really makes us ill yeah. That's that's right. Uh,
1: So we're going back in time probably about 17 years um, while we were doing research for that. And uh, as we often say to people, 17 years ago, we believed what what the majority of the world still believes, you know, that uh, viruses and bacteria were real things that uh, made you ill and uh, vaccinations were good for you. And Mm -hmm. all what doctors did was based on Solid science, that's that's what we believed because that's what we have been taught to believe. And it's only when we started to research it all those years ago that we realized that everything we'd been taught was wrong, hence the subtitle of the book, Why Everything You Thought You Knew About Disease is Wrong, because that's what we found.
0: Yeah. Um, so when you but, say uh, research it, uh, before we get into the, more of the reality, um, when you do that, how do you determine, da- Don and David, of what is just more grist for the mill and the fake news area or the real thing? How, how do you know? How do you
1: know? Well, it, was, it seems to have been somewhat easier all those years ago, bearing in mind that we were doing the research for 10 years. So mm-hmm. we, it was a very much a very deep dive. Um, but because of the... Internet as it is now, with the additional censorship through the main search engines, which hide everything of any real importance. Um, but we we didn't go down the internet route. We looked for original papers, uh, literature, and hence we've we've got a huge library. Mm-hmm. Fraction, a fraction of it you can see behind us yeah. in in two different houses. <laughs> so we, wow. we've got. So we we had to search out through libraries in various ways original papers, original books written by other scientists and doctors throughout the last 150 years really uh, and we never single sourced anything, you know, we always look for corroborative evidence uh, for anything that we came across uh, hence it was uh, why, we, why we had to take so long and make sure that it was all perfectly accurate.
0: I see and, and about when did you come to a conclusion which I assume you have, I think you have because we've had you on the show of the work uh, that coincides now with the Lankas and the Collins and the Kaufmans and the Baileys and all these people, yeah. that there just has never been an isolated virus, so hence it does not exist. Um, when did you come to that conclusion? Do you recall when that was?
2: Well, it was probably yeah. about 2009, mm-hmm. um, because then we put out a, a small book, um, the, the title was um, Why Germs Don't Make You Ill and Drugs Can't Cure You. So we were pretty confident that Germs Don't Make You Ill back, uh, well, that was published at the beginning of 2010. So, you know, we were, um, we'd come to that conclusion. And again, referencing sort of uh, Dr. Stefan Lanker, I and mean, we had come across his work before, because I mean, he'd been, um, exposing the lack of evidence for viruses to be the cause of any disease for, um, well, since the late 90s, I, th- I think, or maybe even the early 90s. Oh, really? So he, he goes back yeah, so that far, kept, huh?
0: He goes back that, yeah, that we'd,
2: far. Yeah, we've come across his work in our research, so um, we do refer to him uh, in that well, in, in that first book and that was published 2010, mm-hmm. obviously uh, also in our newer one. So, I mean, we had Come across that. So when the nonsense began in 2020, you know we were. Um, you were right there. We <laughs> we we knew, you know, there was yeah. no virus involved. Um, yeah. So we were kind of on it from the beginning, as it were. So
0: yes, sir. yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. I understand Did, did was Lanka? Uh, just for reference, was he on it early on? That uh, the a non-isolation idea was that his main argument.
1: Yes, I, I think so, really, mm. and uh, probably more so in later years, yeah. certainly. Uh, um, I mean, we, we have talked to him now personally several times. Yeah. Uh, he's quite a guy. He's okay. early He's quite a guy. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. An amazing guy, and he's very persistent, and he's done some amazing work to show that uh, because it, he is trained as a virologist, so there's no one better to be able to take virology apart really and show that it, it has no basis in science mm-hmm. that it's just a mistaken procedure and uh, he, he was the best guy to do that and of course now many other people doctors that are, is that have mm-hmm. now had to leave the profession because uh, of course they get kicked out as soon as they start uh, talking publicly publicly about there not being any virus as a pathogen uh, yeah. or bacteria for that matter mm-hmm. so um Uh, But there's many more of them now. So we feel in good company. And uh, most of, well, in fact, all of the mainstream doctors that people are now familiar with on the internet, you know, the Andy Kaufman, Mm -hmm. Tom Cowan, and Mm -hmm. Dr. Stefan Lanker as well, well, and and the bailiffs, both Sam and uh, Mark, they've all got our book. Uh, And uh, I'm pleased to say all agree with what we've said. No one has come back to us and said, oh, this is, (laughs) <laughs> this is wrong right. um so that's that's also very reassuring for us that yeah. uh, uh, that we've we've got it
0: right. now yeah. we talked to Mark Bailey a couple months ago, and of course, the Samantha over the years and and boy, he and he and another fellow put together a court, as you know, a whole court presentation, and they wouldn't even let him. Put it in right. They wouldn't even let them submit it. Yeah. It was so good, you know. Yeah. They, they didn't know they weren't having any of that, were they? Wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, Mark. Mark's written fairly recently a sixty-seven page right. um, essay, which uh, is well worth reading. It's quite technical, but uh, for anyone who wants to really see the fraudulent nature of what's happened with not only virology but with the whole medical system, but particularly virology. Um, that's well worth uh, persevering with um, if you want to know the details. And he shows that all of these papers that people say where they've uh, supposedly isolated and purified the virus right. uh, all be shown to be fraudulent. They, they have not done that. Wow. But you have to read the papers. You have to read the methodology to, to understand um, that. And, uh, and he's, he's done a very good job of that.
0: I'm still fascinated to this day after all these, you know, the last two or three years to really get your head around the idea that this whole thing was was a scam. You know, wow. I mean, amazing. <laughs> it it, it <laughs> is. Well, yeah. it and,
2: and the fact that it's still
0: going. And yeah. it's still going. Yeah, it's still going. It's yep. still going. Wow.
1: Um, and, uh, and, of course, that's uh, what us and the Bailey's and uh, this is what we're uh, trying very hard to, to get into because yeah. it's cost it's cost so many lives and it's still costing so many lives that it has to be stopped
0: um, somebody somebody it sent me a video uh, this morning of a Stu Peters have you ever seen his show Stu Peters mm-hmm. and he's got a lady on yeah. there and she's some kind of uh, expert but now she's going on and on and on about how there is some AI thing that was infecting people with a with a with, uh, bacteria, and this is why they were getting sick, and, and you know, and I'm sitting or watching this, and I'm not buying that, in my opinion, for what it's worth, I think that they're now coming up with more stuff to cover up the fact that there is no virus, so they don't get, they, you don't get to the real truth that there is no virus, because if that ever comes out, then the whole thing falls apart, I mean, what do you think?
2: Um, yes, I think that's probably a very accurate assessment. They are coming up with as many stories as <laughs> they possibly can. Right. Um, including the whole idea, you know, gain of function and this uh, idea of uh, some kind of bioweapon, no, something manufactured. I, and again, there's another new story that there's a uh, an even more dangerous, deadly version that's been created in a lab. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's. Yeah. It's just keeping the story going, keeping people afraid. And that, of course, is the major um, point of, of all the narrative, is to keep people in fear so that they will carry on following their instructions. Um, but also, I think if they're putting out lots of different stories, people remain confused, yes. which stops them from being able to think Clearly for themselves, and they'll just default to, well, I'll, I'll just listen to the doctor because there are too many other people saying different things, and I, and I don't know who to follow. Although I, I think more and more people—well, I say I think—I mean, there's there's evidence that more and more, more people, people are yeah. becoming aware of of the nonsense, and so they're they're not buying it, yeah. uh, which is good. Uh, and again, this this will this will be supported by um, when we talk more about the nature of reality about right. how how important it is to to remain out of fear <laughs> you know to because uh, and a lot of this as well
1: is not helped uh, by some of the sort of uh, main platforms and i have to say stu peters is one of them yeah because um he tends to be a little bit too sensational and people may remember but he was the one. With the water thing.
0: Yeah, with the whole water. Snake
1: (laughs) snake venom in the water, you know, which is another load of nonsense. But, you know, Stu Peters went on that big time and, uh, you know, confused a lot more people over something which is totally untrue. Right. So I'm just sounding that as a, a word of warning, you know, for people to be careful where they get their information from. I understand. as Dawn has just said, because there's so many of these nonsense stories going around from people who really ought to know better.
0: And and this lady this morning was talking about that they put something into the food and the water and the air, which was what COVID is. I mean, there's no evidence of that. I I haven't seen any. And I I think it's a false flag. And, And, you know, my opinion... The more you do this, the more you make this thing it real, right? It. Yep. But there is no it. So, you know, exactly. there is no it. It, it exactly. doesn't exist. There's no there there.
2: Exactly. And that is the main point, that there never was a new, uh, inverted commas, um, yeah. disease and that, that's the point there is no it and that, that you know some people oh well i had it you know yeah, how, right. how how comes i had it you they know, say it all the time say people no say I had, no, right. I
0: had it no i had it no i had it
2: but people do have symptoms they do become ill they do have yeah. very what does it say various combinations of symptoms that are given the labels that make them think that there is an it uh, and of course that's a mistake because that's not how the body works that's not what symptoms are there isn't an it but it's not impossible that um, uh, toxic substances have been put into the atmosphere, the food, the water, possibly sure, sure. created clusters of people becoming ill. Just so they can say, "Look, you know, there's it's got worse. You know, the incidence has risen, um, more people being ill. Look, we've got to do more because people are being ill." So um, yeah, I, it wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past um, you know the. the would be controllers to, to do that kind of thing. You mean but, like um, chemtrails
0: and yeah. other things like that? Those kind of things, mm. aluminum, mm. yeah. But even in those well, we, cases, we, Dawn yeah. and David, we can well, the body is capable of detoxing those. It doesn't mean they're going to yeah. damage them you forever. Yeah.
1: Right. No, oh, exactly. But as as Dawn has said, people do get ill. We've yeah. never denied that people get ill. It's a case of what they get ill from, and what we've found over the years is that it's nothing to do with germs people get ill for all sorts of reasons mostly uh coming into contact with toxic materials and lack of proper nutrition mm-hmm. so that their body can't actually detox mm-hmm. properly mm-hmm. and uh, these are the two two of the main reasons um but uh, just as an, as a point uh, further to what dawn was saying we have in england on the south coast of england um, the oldest chemical warfare plant in the world, which is called Porton Down. And over the decades, they've been caught out a number of times, and this is in the official records, they've been caught out driving modified trucks through villages, spraying, unbeknownst to the public, of course, spraying toxic material out oh. to, sit, to test it out mm-hmm. on the populace and make them ill. Uh, but, of course, they never admitted to that, but they've been found out a number of times. So we, we know they do this sort of thing. They've done it in the past, so I'm pretty sure they'll continue <laughs> and have continued doing it. And the American army um, have been caught out doing the same thing as well hmm. in the past. Um, I know there was a case in St. Louis, I think it was, where they were found to be spraying stuff from on the tops of some of the buildings over the local populace. So they all do it. And then, of course, it's very convenient to blame it on a virus or a bacteria of some sort. Um,
0: So, let's get into that a little bit before the break, and then we'll get into the more reality stuff in the next segment. But um, explain, take as long as you like, and what your opinion is, is why so many people presented with symptoms, quote, during this whole last couple of years, three years, this COVID thing. Why were people getting, quote, sick, unquote. Well, there's, okay. Well, of course, and we've still got it,
1: haven't we? Um, Even though uh, there are large groups of people that have been vaccinated against uh, COVID, but still uh, present the same symptoms, you know, and seem to be totally unaware when they say, oh, I've had COVID two or three times, even though they've been vaccinated three times, um, doesn't seem to uh, for them to ask the question, why am I coming down with so-called COVID if I've been vaccinated against it? So that's the first thing. Secondly, of course, the testing, the PCR test or the lateral flow tests um, show positive results for no reason whatsoever. They've both been shown to... uh, and Carrie Mullis, the inventor of the PCR process while he was still alive, said right from the outset that his process was never designed to detect a virus or any germ for that matter and cannot detect whether someone is ill from some disease. It was never designed for that. But the governments have totally ignored that, of course, because it suits their purpose um, to inflate the number of so called cases. But these are just cases. So that's one thing. You get a large number of so-called cases, but people are not exhibiting any symptoms. Now the people that do exhibit symptoms, you'll even hear the doctors say they are flu-like symptoms. Mm-hmm. Uh, so nothing new about that. And you know, if people have come into contact with toxic material, poisoning basically, either deliberately from third parties or accidental from what they're eating and drinking um chemicals and chemicals and yes basically mm-hmm. chemicals mm-hmm. so they're going to exhibit those symptoms now one of the other things that people should bear in mind of course and i'm pretty sure they did it in america they certainly did it in the uk and many european countries as soon as they brought in the emergency measures for covid the government's banned autopsies on people who had died supposedly from COVID. Hmm. Now you have to ask the first question is why would they do that? And the answer to that is is because if an autopsy was carried out on one of those people it would be seen that they had not died from any new disease. And this actually happened we're talking to some people in uh, Sweden uh, because their government had done exactly the same but a particular clinic decided that they would carry out one or two autopsies on people who'd been presented as having died from COVID. And they couldn't find, there was nothing new. they died from normal causes, nothing new. And so uh, as soon as that information started to come out, of course, that clinic was very quickly closed down by the government. So that just shows people that the information is being hidden from them. No one, no one is dying from some new disease. There is no one, and I'll say this categorically, no one has died from a disease called COVID that doesn't happen You can't die from something that doesn't exist. So when we looked at the death figures for the UK, we found that there was no rise in uh, monthly or annual deaths. Within the UK, the death rate is around about, around about 54,000 people per month, month on month. And uh, that continues. In fact, during the height of the so-called COVID, there was actually a drop (laughs) A drop in the death Mm -hmm. rates. So uh, there's no increase in death rates from some uh, dreaded disease, um, you know, plague in the UK or Europe or anywhere else. And people often point to a little peak in deaths during uh, 2020 around uh, April, March time. Uh, Mm -hmm. And there was a little peak over a two-week period. Uh, But when that was investigated by some doctors in Germany, uh, it was seen that the governments in europe certainly had given permission to a number of clinics to do special treatments for people that had been presented to them with so-called covid and when it was investigated as to what those doctors in those clinics were doing they were one is they were putting these people on ventilators yes and as anyone knows that kills about 80 percent of people, no matter what is wrong with them, but also they were using uh, high-dose uh, hydroxychloroquine on them, and I mean high-dose. Now, apart from the fact that hydroxychloroquine is for uh, mal- treating malaria anyway, but it also has the side effects, so-called side effects, of causing heart fibrillation hmm. in low doses, and in higher doses, it cause, causes heart attacks and kills you,
0: and this is what was happening Um,
1: along with other
0: Wasn't there a excuse me wasn't there a remdesivir as well being remdesivir in America yeah Yeah. Yeah. very dangerous and they
2: used midazolam in the UK as well
0: yeah and these
1: were the things that were killing people Hmm. in higher numbers in this two week blip in early 2020 so once those clinics were stopped from doing it because they realised they were actually killing Hmm. more people um, then it dropped back to normal figures again so uh, the evidence is all there if people know where to look and uh, and are diligent in their research. Uh, but too many people jump on the bandwagon uh, because they believe there is <clears throat> some terrible new virus right. on the warpath, as it were.
0: I, I suspect our listeners listening today worldwide are, are asking the question, though, so how do you explain so many people quote, getting sick, unquote, presenting fever and all that stuff during this tumultuous time and filling up the hospitals. Uh, How do we explain that?
1: Well, the other thing as well to remember, and there's more of this evidence come out, Mm -hmm. you know, where we were told that the hospitals were full to overflowing with COVID patients. Yes. But, you know, we know from insiders in the National Health Service in the UK and from medical people in uh, the States that that was just untrue. This was propaganda being put out Hmm. by um, the media and the government, even to the fact of building uh, extra tented enclosures to supposedly cope with the surplus, which it was all for show. There was no one there. Places were empty. Hmm. So it was a very, very big uh, propaganda exercise, which was, again, as Dawn said, to keep the people Uh, in fear and believing that something real was happening when it wasn't you know Um, so yes a lot of lies have been told uh, over this last nearly three years now amazing
2: and another another point which we'll probably get into when we talk more about the nature of reality is that um, it is actually possible for one's beliefs and fears to actually manifest uh, physically so again uh, if you're living in fear of um, in vertical as catching some kind of nasty disease then it is possible you can actually manifest those symptoms well, in your body I think,
0: I think you're being very kind with the word possible I, I I know it is well we'll talk about it in the nature of reality but this is how we create a reality whatever we believe right so if we're fearful of something we gotta you know it's not good so we'll get into that and that'll be fun uh, stay right there Dawn Lester and David Parker uh, their book is called what really makes you ill what you've been taught about um, I didn't can't even read my writing but what you everything you thought about knew about diseases wrong you can get that on Amazon I, I suspect I'll ask them in other different places and um, um, and then support their work and then their, uh I'm going to give you their website here which is pretty cool which is if I can it over so i can see it oh what really makes you ill.com and then yeah i said buy it now on amazon.com so you can get on amazon and is um one of my favorite sayings from um mark twain you know Mark Twain. he said uh, it's it's not what we uh what we it's not what we don't know that's a problem it's what we know that just ain't so that's a beautiful thing. Oh, Mark Twain, he was on it, wasn't he? All right, this is uh, something that I do know, so as since I've been eating a lot more animal foods, which I believe is uh, more species appropriate for me. Of course, I'm Italian and I'm crazy. Uh, I've been doing a lot more colostrum which is an aminal food from nice little aminals. Uh, this is on sale today.
3: For my first meal of the day, I like to make a blended drink, and I'm always basing my blended drinks around colostrum. Colostrum adds so much creamy flavor and texture that if you don't have it, smoothies start to seem a little bit watery to me. Now I'm gonna be combining it with a bunch of other ingredients, but it really is the all-star. Colostrum has so many health benefits. Probably it's best known for its effects on the immune system. There's There's actually an article in PubMed showing colostrum to be three times more effective against flu and flu symptoms than flu vaccines are even in high-risk patients. It's incredible for fighting flu and other viral type infections. It's also really good for building lean muscle mass, in fact it contains all 89 of the known mammalian growth factors. It's also very good for the gut lining, so people who suffer from things like Crohn's, IBS, uh, leaky gut syndrome, a lot of those folks are using colostrum in the regenerative process to heal and restore their gut lining. tastes great, it's got the fuel I need to get through the day, and it's got all those added health benefits thanks to the colostrum tube.
0: We've been working with Daniel Vitalis for 12, 13, 14, I don't know, 14 years now. He's a good guy, um, and uh, when we first met him, he was uh, like a vegan, vegetarian guy And uh, for many years and hung around with Dave Wolf and and now he does a whole series and he goes out and uh, shoots bears and eats them, so he's, he's made a big character. <laughs> character arc in his in his life. But the, these products are great. The colostrum uh, vanilla, strawberry, chocolate, and the original. He also has shaga and reishi fruited body mushrooms, digestive bitters, um, pine pollen, one of our faves, and uh, some other really nice products. So if you would like to spend some of your Federal Reserve notes, such as they are, uh, before they turn them into digital blips on your computer, Just kidding. Uh, You you might want to spend them on our website, oneradionetwork.com, and uh, buy some of the uh, products that we promote because uh, we think we have some some of the best ever. So that's Sir Thrival is the name of that company. About three years ago, we were introduced to George Wiseman, and George Wiseman knows more about hydrogen as a healing mechanism uh, than anybody on the planet probably. He created a hydrogen Brown's gas machine. Uh, Brown's gas is that fourth phase of water, the, uh, um, the uh, electrolyte, well jazzed up water, that you can breathe the hydrogen, and you can uh, drink the water, which we do. I've done every day, almost every day for three years. And I'm crazy, so know that you'll get be crazy like me if you do it, but you might like it. how, And it's a food, so it's not in there trying to kill anything because we don't believe there's anything to kill. Uh, thank you. Uh, but it's a food. Hydrogen's a food. And here's Dr. Mark Circus on why this technology may be of interest to you. Previously with Dr. Mark Circus, who's written several books on hydrogen, he talks here about how and why it works when we breathe in the hydrogen gas and bubble our water.
4: Hydrogen is the point between the physical universe and all the other dimensions, the energetic dimensions. The first thing that comes into existence in the physical plane is hydrogen h1 hydrogen floods the space in in between all the stars and galaxies and it gives the the sun it takes a bath of hydrogen 24 7 it's constantly being infused with hydrogen which it burns in the body we have something similar going in plants plants take in light and carbon dioxide then they make food, chemical chemical food, and which is a process of adding hydrogen. That when you eat it, you strip it, but you put hydrogen gas into a person. Before it's an antioxidant, it's like rocket fuel, hmm. and it is rocket fuel.
0: So many good things are going on when you breathe this hydrogen from the AquaCare machine. That's the one Dr. Circus uses, and bubble the water. Take a look at it on our website. You- and uh, there's a 1 year no questions asked money back a guarantee puppy. Can you I mean when's the last time somebody says buy my product and if you don't like it up to 11 months from now send it back and I'll give you money back. <laughs> and you buy a new refrigerator right it doesn't the warranty lasts about 2 years it's crazy. So he he believes in his machine and he believes in its efficiency and its effectiveness to offer that and then a lifetime warranty on everything. So if something goes wrong, he just fixes it. So he's a cool guy, very ethical, and uh, uh, promo code 1RADIO will get you a 20% discount. So it's a couple thousand bucks. So, you know, it's a, it's a pretty good-sized purchase. But uh, we think with these warranties and my experience with it and other people, it's a great investment. So think about it for your health. I mean, a couple grand, I mean, you know, whatever. Go to the doctor twice and you don't... Save that. But anyway, uh, you can also go to Molecular Hydrogen Institute. Oh, I got my wrong picture. MolecularHydrogenInstitute.com. MolecularHydrogenInstitute.com. Look at some of the peer-reviewed studies. Uh, mostly out of Japan, China, Vietnam, in the East, and they're using hydrogen. Some pretty cool stuff going on with helping people to heal more efficiently and effectively. From strokes and other weird things uh, by breathing hydrogen—pretty amazing uh, molecule. Probably it's the only molecule on the both sides of the periodic table. So that's pretty cool when you think about it—the only one. So kind of uh, the yin and yang. Hydrogen, Brown's gas machine. Promo code One Radio, twenty percent discount on OneRadioNetwork.com. I think you'll think you'll enjoy it. Check it out, have some fun, and uh, get yourself one and see what you think. Oh, wait a minute. Why didn't that work? Oh, I know why that didn't work. You know, can't do all these buttons, man. I don't want to do it. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas. This is one radio Okay, uh, Don Lester, David Parker are here. Their book, What Really Makes You Ill. And now we're gonna dig in to their earlier work before the uh, the, uh, what makes you ill? Work and the nature of reality. So, simply put, is it a fair idea that we can talk about that when we humans look around into what we think is reality, right? A forest, or I don't know, I don't know, buildings or people or uh, stuff that we call reality or our home. That we are not separate from it, right? We we can't be, can we? We can't be separate from it. No,
1: we're not. And uh, and this is one of the Hmm. most difficult things, I think, for people to get their heads around. Yes, it's uh, it's so bizarre. But uh, and obviously, we will go into this. But um, it's interesting because when we were looking into it and spent many years. And we looked at quantum physics, the cutting edge of quantum physics. And when you look at their work, there's many quantum physicists are now quite happy, and one of them whose name I can't remember, but was quite happy to say that from a quantum physics point of view, they can't show that there's an out there out there. Those are his exact words. (laughs) (laughs) There's no there there, there, there's no out there out there, which is quite something from a quantum physicist, isn't
0: it? Yeah, right, right. But really,
1: if people think of it in the same way, and we sometimes use this as an example for people to start to sort of contemplate where this is going, if you think about what you' what you do, when you're dreaming, right. when you're when you're deep in a dream, You're not aware that you're dreaming and you create a reality which appears to be solid and separate to you and you interact with it as if it is solid and separate to you, you know. Um, It's only when you wake up and you just pass it off as a dream, but it's a great clue to people to show how from a, a, a consciousness point of view, you can create a reality and interact with it as if it's solid and separate to you
0: just like it is and here I'm starting to give just like it. here exactly. right
1: yeah yeah exactly just like here and this is and this is why hmm. we can have much more control over the reality we create yeah in the same way that we do in a dream some people call it in a dream call it lucid dreaming when they have worked out how they can come awake in their dream and then start to manipulate it in ways that they want to do. And uh, really, this is what we have to do in what we call the waking state of reality or waking state of consciousness, which is our everyday reality, is as we come awake in it (laughs) and realize what we are and what it is and how much control we have over it once we know these things, then we can really start to re- create our own reality. We yeah. create our own experiences. And this is, for anyone coming to it for the first time, I know, I know that sounds like uh, yeah. New Age nonsense, but I can assure you that it's not. It is and not. And of course, this is so, this has been studied for thousands of years.
0: I think it can be argued, I certainly, in my experience, is that, that what we call the dream state which I think Freud and those guys kind of had it wrong. I think they were, didn't they talk about it being just the mind spitting out old images or, I don't know, I never studied Freud. Is that, was that their thing kind of, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just
1: thought it was sort of the day's debris. Right.
0: Debris. I like that word. But it's not. It's another reality. And it's as real as this, Don and David. It just is. That's my experience. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And, I, and I, as you said, I think you put it very well, when you really get into it and you study it, you write down these experiences and you really understand what's going on, the more and more you do it, the more you are awake in that reality and the more fun you can have, you know? And in that reality, in my experience is you can fly through walls and fly and stuff that you can't do in physical reality just because there's separate, there's different rules. Right, is that your experience as well? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I yes. was going to say the same thing that um, the what we call the dream state is not exactly the same as what we call the waking state. Um, there are slight differences. I mean, it, it tends to operate in a similar kind of way, right? But uh, it, it does seem to sort of function slightly differently. So yeah. So um, but I mean, what? Why would we have a complete, you know, exact copy of um, you know, different realities? I mean, the whole point is to explore. Um, explore ourselves, the self, explore, learn. And so we would never have anything that's an exact duplication. They would all. Mm. Everything is different, which is why um, we are all different, you know, however similar we may be. We, there are always differences because, again, why would we duplicate uh, an experience? An, an exact copy. So uh, we might have something similar. It feels similar, but there will be slight differences. And again, this is all for learning purposes about understanding who we are and what what we can do, learning about our power. But That's probably jumping.
0: That's all right. Do you think that's why we're here, to learn who we are, why we're in physical reality? Yeah. Yes, definitely. definitely. And uh, we, as
1: people realize that they're, there's much more to them than flesh and blood I mean that's a creation in itself you know it's uh, in the same way as you in your dream you create a body in your dream don't you yeah and you you meet people in your dream which appear solid uh, but of course they're what are they made of and this is very often where we where we start with people to try and get them to make that mind-boggling jump between what they think of as a solid and separate world which is actually just a state of consciousness because mm-hmm. everything is just changing states of consciousness and we asked people to think about when they were back at school and maybe in their science classes and when they were trying to discover what things are made of and um, mm-hmm. you know they're told uh, sooner or later that everything's made of atoms mm-hmm. aren't they mm-hmm. they're told you know and these atoms are, have a nucleus with orbiting electrons and the nucleus is made of up of neutrons and protons. But the more you dig into it and say, well, okay, what are neutrons and protons made of? And eventually, and this is where quantum physics ended up, they just, it disappears. It's almost like sand falling through their fingers. They just go, well, uh, we don't really know. It's just <laughs> energy. It's just energy. And you say, well, okay, what's energy? Well, we don't. we don't really know. Right. And that's why they can quite happily say, you know, everything is made of, Energy, but we don't really know what it is. And it's interesting, we found to look at uh, that, well, the formula attributed to Albert Einstein, E equals mc squared, Mm -hmm. where E equals energy and m is uh, mass, um, and c is the speed of light squared. And we saw a better interpretation of that by another quantum physicist, who's still around, uh, Harold Putoff. I think he still works for Stanford University in the states, hmm. and he said what the formula actually is is it's telling you how much energy is required to give the appearance of matter,
0: and that's quite a the good interpretation of matter.
1: The appearance of
0: matter, right? Yeah. So, um, so that's with the idea that. Um, that I've been talking about a lot in the last few months that I don't think the body is solid. I think the body is just a thought. This is my take and it's not solid. I mean it feels solid and I think you know but but it, it's not solid. Is it in your experience? I mean it's just it's a thought. I mean which then brings us to the idea that if you're in fear there's no reason to think that you can't create anything because it's in the body when we're fearful. Is that close do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, another, we like, because uh, we, we had to study a lot, quite a bit of quantum physics uh, because see this? we thought, well, these guys are at the cutting edge of science, mm. so let's see what they think. Mm-hmm. And we came across another quantum physicist called uh, Amit Goswami. Mm. You can probably tell from his name that uh, he's Indian, mm. but he was trained in America, so where he still lives. And um, one of the most interesting things he said was that People will not understand the true nature of reality until they understand that matter, energy, and consciousness are actually the same thing. And that's, I'll say that again. Matter, energy, and consciousness are the same thing. And once you start to realize that, hmm. then lots of things start to make sense. And why, as you s- just said, Patrick, you can start thinking of your body and reality as something in a very, very different yeah. way. yeah. Wow,
0: and print- know, go ahead, Dan. Um, yeah, go
2: ahead. No, I was just going to say, sort of certain uh, Eastern sort of philosophies talk about um, Maya, and the word is right. translated as illusion. Um, I think that's slightly misleading, but again, it's it's the idea that there's that there is no um, that that physical is not what we think of. So you know, like you were saying about you know not having a body, although we experience the body as if it is something, but it, knowing that it's an expression of consciousness yeah. rather than an actual thing, as it were. So again, but but just trying to use language to describe uh, these concepts is, is somewhat difficult because the concepts are beyond time and space and the language is very much um, right. firmly sort of rooted in time and space. And so we, we can't describe, we can give... Um, um, sort of we can use words and hope that people will then take that in kind of intuitively and 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 understand it intuitively rather than um you know intellectually kind of making it make sense so again it's a it's a balance of using intellect and intuition but trying to understand it without necessarily uh, or sort of knowing it without necessarily kind of understanding it intellectually, but uh, again, the, the matter, energy, and consciousness being the same thing is, is pretty profound.
0: Yeah, it, it certainly is. And Important. and then this idea then of the body maybe, you know, being more of a thought or just energy, it can really help, I think, when we th- think about disease that you're so uh, well-versed on that there's no reason to believe that there's something in the body that's hardened, Right. It's hardened, and it's there, and, you know, the doctors say it's incurable. Well, mm. no, I mean, maybe all of a sudden you change your consciousness, and then that changes, which is what healing is. Absolutely. I mean, this is what healing is. Absolutely. Wow. Sure. And and this, of course, is
1: demonstrated with, and even the medical establishment accepts this, this is demonstrated with the placebo effect, uh-huh. and its opposite uh-huh the nocebo effect. And we Hmm. have come across many cases where uh, the placebo effect, I mean, the drug companies use the placebo effect in their drug trials, don't they? They have one group that are given a placebo, basically a sugar pill, and the other group is given the actual drug they're testing. But of course, the two groups don't know what they've been given. And, um, you know, even with chemotherapy drugs, you know, the, the group that's been given the, Placebo, i.e. the sugar pills, can and have experienced, you know, the loss of hair because that's what they
0: expected from a chemotherapy drug. Even though they'd not not had it, what a trip, huh? So it's very powerful. Yeah, yeah. mind is very. So, so what is your um, visualization and explanation? Um, I have my own, but you know, we all have our own ideas and on on this this paradigm between. if we want to call ourselves soul, are you guys okay with that? Like soul, spirit, soul. soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say we're souls, yeah. right? Yeah. So we're souls. And then we have a mind and then we have a body and we have emotions. And what is your, both of your uh, experience, what you've seen or in the dream, your actual experience of how this is all put together and why it works the way it does?
1: Okay, well, I mean, that's a good question. Uh, but if, and obviously it could require a very long answer, but if I can, <laughs> Simple as possible. If I can give a relatively short answer. That's all right. We got we'll start from that's the, <laughs> We'll start from the other end. Imagine what some people would call God or others would call uh, the source of all being. Um, whatever uh, sort of name you'd like to give on to this, this is... This is something. Let's let's call it the source of the source of all being, yeah, the source of everything, the ground of all the ground of all being. So it, it takes away any religious connotations, but it's the source of everything. So um, let's imagine this. We can only vaguely imagine it because this source of all being is going to be outside of time and space because it's the creator of time and space, and so because our Uh, language and uh, mental concepts can only ever think and speak of things in time and space. So we cannot describe this thing. So it's this sort of all being is it can perceive, but it cannot be perceived, if that makes sense to people. So this all powerful sort of all being, which wants to uh, explore itself entirely But because it's limitless, it can never entirely do that because it is limitless. So that starts the creation of experience. That starts the creation of worlds or realities like ours, where um, it can differentiate into what appears to be, which because this is what our true nature is, where we appear to be solid and separate individuals. We appear to be solid and separate to one another. We appear to be living in a solid and separate world, but we are all part of this source of all being. This is our true nature, Mm. okay? But we have to forget our true nature in order to experience things that are meaningful. And I'll give an example of that. Imagine that we wanted to experience poverty Okay, but we have a nice house and a car and a good income and a nice family, Uh, but we decide we want to experience poverty. So we think what we'll do is we'll put on some dirty old clothes and we'll go and live in a cardboard box under a bridge for a couple of weeks. And uh, we would feel very uncomfortable and probably very hungry and cold, but We would never really truly experience poverty because we still know that we've got our nice warm house and our car and our job and our family to go back to right so we have to forget what our true nature is and that's really what we've done in this reality that we call everyday reality we have have to forget our true nature which is immortal and limitless uh otherwise the day-to-day experiences wouldn't really mean anything to us because we know that this is not who we are this is not what we are and we can always check out if you like <laughs> and go back to being uh, you know an all-powerful yeah. being yes, yeah, mm-hmm. so the all-powerful immortal being so we have to forget what we truly are but this is the whole Exercise of starting to understand what the true nature of reality is and the true nature of our being is, so that we can start to remember who we are. Mm-hmm. We still live in this reality, but we start to remember who we are, so that we can have more control over the reality. We you know we can still live in it, we can still learn from it, we still have experiences, but we can look at it and work in a different way. Because most people if they think about it, spend their entire life running their life based on their beliefs, not on facts. It's based on beliefs. It's based on fears. It's based on what the
0: yes.
1: stream media propagandize them about. And that's why they spend so much mm-hmm. money propagandizing people. So it limits their perception of what they are. It limits their perception of what the true nature of reality is. And it limits their power. But once people start to wake up and start to explore themselves and start to know who and what they truly are, then they can start to take that power back. They can start to grow into their power once again and start to change their experiences, get rid of the fears and worries and foundless, foundless worries, like <laughs> there's a virus out there to get you. Yeah, yeah, um,
0: yeah,
1: wh- yeah. And once they get rid of those, they'll find that they have a much freer. A more profitable life and uh, uh, and their true power will start to dawn on them uh, no but. yeah uh, but,
2: but also when when people uh, and this is actually what's happening what we're what i'm Today, experiencing right. happening around me right. that more and more people are are coming to this sort of realization that they mm-hmm. are more than the physical you know what yes. we appear you know our kind of so-called physical body, you know that there is more to us than that and they are um, recognizing that, that that means that they can change the experiences. they don't have to um, accept the narrative. they don't have to follow rules because they um, that's a fear-based system and they don't have to live in that fear-based system. And so the um, people are getting together to create new ways of living. Um, that don't have the same kind of rules and systems and restrictions that have been in the past. And so uh, I'm seeing more and more people who are learning and getting together and creating new ways of living that are far more harmonious and um, basically based on our true nature, which is um, unconditional love. And so it is it is right. a more loving, harmonious future that people are Beginning to create, so this is this is a, a reflection of how things are changing in the uh, the world that we experience, as it were. So you asking about, you know, yeah. how we see things,
0: right? And as David said, I think, well, you really put it eloquently that our 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 my experiences, our essence, whatever it is, soul is source, right? We are. Yes. This is what we're made out of, right? So that's pretty cool yes. when you think about that, you know, <laughs> and which is helpful uh, because then there's really no place to go. It's not mm-hmm. like we have to go somewhere to realize God that we are, in our own right, we are gods, little gods, but we, yeah. we got the juice, right? But we, wait, we're- <laughs>